just want to wrap up our time, uh, conclude our Advent series that we've been working through together for the last month. Now, I know there's a lot of families in town, uh, my own family from out of town's here, and so you may not be familiar with what we're doing. We've been going through a series called Through the Eyes of Faith, and we've been asking the question here at Christ Community Church for the last month, what did Christmas look like? How did the people experience Christmas who were part of original Christmas before there was a Christmas. Make sense? And so we, we looked at the, what, what was Joseph going through when he found out that this woman that was to be his wife was pregnant with a child and, and he hadn't been with her and no other man had been with her. We looked at Mary and how she was making sense that she, this young Jewish woman, was carrying the Redeemer of the world. We looked at the Magi from the east and the shepherds in the hills of Israel. And tonight we're going to conclude by looking at the perspective of heaven. What was heaven thinking about this? And in I'm going to show you a passage of Scripture that probably shows you that you, you probably don't, you think you know the answer, but probably not what you expect. It's a passage of Scripture that is one of those in the Bible. You may be very familiar with your Bible, but you read that and go, I have no idea that was in there. Let's take a look at what Peter says about this event. First Peter 1, he writes, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you, things into which angels long to look. I've always been fascinated by this verse, particularly that last phrase, things into which angels long to look. I guess I've just never thought of angels as being a curious bunch of beings before. Whenever they show up in the Bible, it just seems like they are in the know, you know? Like, this is what the Lord God says He will do. This is what the Lord God commands of you. There's always this certainty, this assurance, this confidence. Like, they know. They're, they are in the presence of God Almighty. These are beings, the Bible tells us, that are in His presence. They are used to watching the author of amazement do the awesome and incredible all the time. He is the God that created the universe. He is the God that casts down evil. He is the God that overcomes darkness. He's the God that makes bacon. He's the God that made coffee. All these things are astounding, and the angels are used to it. There's nothing impossible for this God. I kind of think in my mind that maybe these angels almost have, if you can you know, use a creative imagination, right? They almost have this kind of angelic, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt kind of attitude when it comes to God doing amazing things. Imagine, if you will, for a moment, a conversation with Michael and Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel, the Lord is going to, he's going to make another supernova to light up the dark side of the moon. Come with me and watch. Yeah, I kind of already seen that, so I think I'm going to just stay home and binge watch The Simpsons or something, right? It's just God does that all the time. It's not a big deal. But notice what Peter says. Peter says when it comes to the gospel, the angels in heaven are saying, what is going on with this? This I have to see. Now, we know what they saw. If you know the gospel story, if you're at Christ Community Church, you know this. They saw deity become humanity. They saw the infinite God become finite man. They saw the creator step into creation. And not at an arm's length, not at a distance, mind you, but up close and personal. But I think what Peter's saying in 1 Peter 1, when they long to look into these things, is, well, what, does the, what do these things mean? 
And that's why I want to share briefly just three things I think this means. And like I said, I want to get you home to your family, so I'm going to be really brief. This is actually a preview. As I was thinking about tonight, this is actually going to be our Easter message because Easter and Christmas are tied together. But I think there are three things that the angels long to look at when they think about Christmas and the gospel event, the magnitude of God's love, the commitment of God's love, and the wonder of His love. First, the magnitude of God's love, that God loves humanity this much. Look at what Paul the Apostle wrote in Romans 5, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God shows His love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Friends, if you're a regular here, you know that God didn't wait for you to get your act together. God did not wait for me to get my act together. In fact, the reason we celebrate Christmas is precisely because God sent His Son because we could not get our acts together. That's why we call His Son a free gift. None of us earned it. Christ was given. God the Son was given to humanity as a free gift because of the magnitude of His love, and the angels long to look into that. Secondly, the angels long to look into this gospel, this, this event, this what we call Christmas, as the kickoff to the gospel events because it shows the commitment of God's love. Later in the New Testament, the author of Hebrews writes this in Hebrews chapter 7, consequently, he, speaking of Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is committed. It wasn't as if Jesus was born, lived his 33 years, and then he's done. Hebrews 7 tells us he is committed. You see that phrase there? He always lives. This is what Jesus is about. He lives for those who know there's no way to God except through him. Now, we might celebrate his, his, uh, his arrival once a year, but Jesus is at his work 365 days a year, and the angels are amazed. So they are amazed. They long to look into these things, not just because of the magnitude of His love or the commitment of His love, but the wonder of His love. And the psalmist says it best in Psalms chapter 8, when I look to your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, and here it is, here's the ringer, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Friends, what are we compared to the beauty of nature and the creation around us? Right? You, guys are a, you guys are pretty much a beautiful people. You're good-looking, handsome people. But you pale in comparison to a sunset. As however vital, beautiful, and strong you might be, you pale in comparison to the beauty of a plumeria, my favorite flower in Hawaii. We do not compare to nature and creation around us, but the Bible says it was not for the forests or the oceans or the birds of the sky or the fish of the sea that God redeemed but humanity. But humanity. It was us that God was mindful of, so much so that He sent His Son, and the angels are amazed. 
right? So we celebrate Christmas as the moment where God sent his son, but we also celebrate Easter as the moment that we realize God gave his son, and both of these are a wonder, and they're both revealed in the gospel. And so when we think about heaven and its perspective on this Christmas event, and Peter tells us these are things that the angels long to look into when you celebrate tomorrow morning, Christmas, and doing all the festivities, don't forget what you're actually in, in, involved in is something that the angels themselves are amazed to see the magnitude, the commitment, the wonder of God's love in His redemption of humanity. That holy, perfect God came down because man could not reconcile the relationship that was breached because of our sin. And by trusting in Him, He always lives to bring us to God. That's an amazing reality. That's what Christmas is. That's what we celebrate. And so we don't want to forget that. Yeah, amongst all the amazing things we have, we don't want to forget those things, that it is a gift to us. That's why we give gifts, right? It's not anything you deserve, and it keeps on coming and coming, and God's gifts to us are continual, and that's why we continue to give an abundance of gifts at Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Christ Community Church of Laguna Hills. For more information and resources from Christ Community, visit us at www.ccclh.org.